0: So this is CJ Baker, and this is episode 24 of the Ongoing History of Protest Music, companion podcast to the website OngoingHistoryProtestsongs.com. And today, my special guest is the Canadian hip-hop duo, Naughty Nose Res Kids. I'd like to thank you for being here. Of course, no, thanks for nice right. having us, Maybe to begin with, I can get each of you to introduce yourselves to our listeners. All
1: right. Hey, what's good, y'all? My name's Darren. I go by the name of Young D. Born and raised in Kitimat Village, Highs Nation. And I'm one half of Staten Northwest kids. My name's Quentin
2: Nice, AKA Young Tribes. And I uh, have the same stories, you come from Nation, Um And yeah, representing Signing Those Rescues.
0: Excellent. So I'm looking forward to, to viewing the two of you. To begin with, we're of course doing this through Zoom. So we are social distancing. So, yeah. how have the two of you been making out with the pandemic?
2: Uh, I mean it's got its highs and lows, of course, you know. Uh like obviously we had a big American tour canceled, we had an Australian tour cancelled. Um, and it looks like by the way that things are going, we probably won't be performing for another at least a year. But other than that, you know, like we've just been making the best of it and sitting down and like getting a lot of music done, uh, working on new concepts, working on a new album right now and just like kind of just getting to know ourselves again, you know.
1: Yeah, you know, it's just like the whole COVID experience kind of hits everybody at different times. For some it hit them in the beginning, for some it hit them in the summer, and for some it's hitting them hard in the fall. You know, and it's seeing how like there's a lot of downtime nowadays, so yeah, we're making music, but it's also important to like learn some other things that you could apply to yourself that could put I'm you just in a
0: getting that balance like,
1: there. Yeah, that could put you in a position to Whenever COVID ends, you're ready. You know,
0: you're locked and loaded, and like you're ready to go. So, have you guys been doing any live streaming? Or
2: yeah, we've done a few. You know, like uh, we got a place out here called Blue Light Studio that we work out of. Um, They're they were like kind enough to open their doors to us when when whenever we kind of like came to them with with an opportunity. Uh, We probably done like maybe like a handful like five five live streams this summer and fall, but. Yeah, we try to keep it to a minimum, just like you don't really want to have like too many of those out there, in my opinion. But
0: Yeah. I know you guys been, as you mentioned, busy creating new music as well. So you previously you released three four length albums and then earlier this year you released the EP Born Deadly. But by yeah. the time this episode airs, you will have released a new single and video for where they, where they're at? Which features, yeah. Dre's? Where they at? Where they at? I got my brains on. Where they at? Where they at?
3: Hey, real ones on my phone. Where they at? Where they at? Where they at? Hey, I know my team's on. Where they at? Where they
0: at? Where they at? Yeah. Hey, yeah, hey, oh. hey. So what's yeah. the motivation behind that tune? Um, yeah,
2: just uh, we. Like, us and Jesus go back to our first album. Um, We had a song called The Resistance. And, uh, like, Darren and I, we've been a fan of, like, hip-hop since we were, like, kids. Uh, And, like, when we moved to the city, we um, figured out who Jesus was. And he's he's kind of like a heavy hitter on the indigenous hip-hop scene. So, like, for us, it was, like, only natural to reach out to him and, like, try and, like, work something out. Um and then we featured him on the second album that was called uh, on
4: the Scoting Remix. There, hey baby yes go there, trying to get book wide in the open. Come on, let's go there. Riding on the red Road Going way too fast Slow down like holy. Heard you might be my cousin No way Fried bread with fried bologna Crack a lid from the stove on a cold day Warm a heart like cooking with the Pendleton. Yellow scope scolded for all my veterans All the women making all of us better men Get ready for the war, just send us in All my people at the gate, gotta let them in Getting worse with the thirst, should be focusing I'ma hit them with my vision cause I dream big Made peace with the tribes i like my team big Stay woke to see what the dream is And that was,
2: like, that itself is, like, obviously a protest song as well uh, against, like, um, industry and, and, uh, like, um, uh, extracting from, like, our lands and stuff. Uh, But on this one, it's more of, like, it's more, like, lighthearted. It's kind of just letting people know, like, through the pandemic and all that, that we're still here, we're still working. And, like, we're not a lot, like, kind of like what the resistance was, but more of, like, a lighthearted version of that.
1: Yeah, and just like just the journey, you know what I mean? Like Jesus has had a much, much different path than we have. And even when it comes down to, you know, me and my bro right here, like we've had different paths. And you've made choices and whatnot. So it's like all of us coming together and then just elevating together.
0: Cool. So um, I know it's not as explicitly political as some of your songs, but in the idea of just that celebration aspect to it. Mm-hmm. I think it's important yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly.
2: I, I feel like uh, um, we try not to take ourselves too serious all, seriously all the time.
0: Yeah.
2: And, uh, we, yeah, for us, that was just like something that, that we could just have fun with.
0: Oh, so it is a pretty solid track. I definitely recommend my listeners to check out there. So I know that on your, like, Along with this track and on your albums, you quite often, not only do you work with non-Indigenous artists, but quite often you work with fellow Indigenous artists as well, so do you feel it's important to use your platform to amplify their voices?
2: Yeah, of course, like um, me and Darren, like uh, since since we started this, like we make this music for uh, like a healing tool for ourselves first and foremost. And then you go on to like uh, the people that listen to our music. So a lot of it is like youth. And for us, um, we had kind of uh, we we were kind of lucky because a lot of people that we reached out to when we first started this, they kind of like welcomed us with open arms. Yep. And we had a like like I said, Jesus and Mob Bounce, and yep. a lot of those like guys that have been doing it for a long time that are kind of like well established in 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 the industry. They kind of like just like mentored us through. Um, through our through our journey as like hip hop artists in this like weird industry that we're a part yeah. of that we had no clue how to navigate, yeah. so I feel like for us, if we see potential in an artist, um, we do try and do the same for them. Yeah, and I feel like uh, like this whole um, this whole like like us as indigenous artists, uh, we have such a small market that we're like yeah. available through. So like like you know we don't we don't have um, the people that. Like l- listen to our music like uh, like a lot of lot of other artists do. So like we 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 cater to a small market. So I feel like we need to look after the people that are trying to do it like us, and we need to try and like uh, elevate like what we're doing and try and like um, make more people listen and, and get more people involved, like, especially with the artists. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's like there's like the way we look at it too is like there's room for all of us to eat, you yeah. know it. It just doesn't have to be like one big fish in the sea. Like it could be, it could be the whole clan, you know? Yeah. Which
0: Mm. is definitely positive to raise up as many people as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So the last full length album you put out was Trap Line, which is a personal favorite of mine. Like it was on my website. It was one of my favorite albums of 2019 and it made my best of the decade list. I was also reading that your initial intent with that album was to make a completely different album. Yeah. So what was the direction you were originally planning on going, and why did you make that change? Um,
2: our original plan was to make an album called "Raspberry and Cooler Pops," and it was going to be like kind of like kind of like what where that is, you know. It's gonna like a lot of like a lot of the stuff that we write about when we're on our spare time freestyling or just kicking it. It's not, we don't have a whole lot of um, like kind of like backstory to what we freestyle with. And the album was supposed to be like kind of like a, like a feel good, like uh, fun album where it just like, just kind of like, you know, made people vibe to it. And we were going to, we were th- almost thinking at the time that we were, uh, started writing the album, which was like what, 2018 D? Something like that. T- 2018, yeah? Late
1: 2018. Like, but anyways. When we started traveling.
2: Yeah, well, we started writing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so it was pretty much right after uh, we've, we we uh, released um, uh, the average savage. Yeah. And we were and yeah, and one thing that D and I was talking about was like, okay, we could uh, do the average savage. Uh, get like like you know we had that message behind it, um, trying to like uh, like kind of expose um, expose the state that we live in for how like like let people know that there is racism here, and we try to expose it. So we try to get away from the politics but when you think about like indigenous people you can't like talk about like identity without talking about politics you can't talk about yeah. anything without talking about politics like we are political people like we have to be and that's like the essence of our survival so trapline for me especially with everything that was going on on wet territory and on Lilo island and even down like like you think back to like Stan rock and all that yeah. uh, uh, they're trying to like extract resources from those territories or, um, lay resource through the territory. And, and that is usually done without consent. So trap line for us was letting people know that, uh, like letting people know, like, like where we come from and letting people know our roots and why we stand up for what we stand up for. So that was like the concept of the album and we just had to like, just get back to like, like our, kind of our,
1: like,
2: what we're about, you know? Yeah. So that's what
1: Trap Line was for us. I think part of- No, I was gonna say he hit that on the money.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I think part of what made that album powerful is musically it's accessible, like, with the trap beats and it's something that you can kind of re-bang to. But that's a good way to maybe hook people, like people like myself, that maybe don't have the indigenous background, yeah. And, you, can and get, you can get people in with the beats and then exactly. they actually listen to the Leo exits. Yeah. And that's just
2: it. You know, like the music comes first. So it's like, yeah. if, if you don't make good music, no one's going to listen to your message. Yeah. So like, like, obviously the message comes first like with like who we are, but if you don't make the music that uh, people can listen to, then, then what's the point? You know, it's just, it's just yeah. a message that no one's going to listen to. Um, I, I do feel like Trapline was... Kind of like just that too like you know uh um it was almost like a play on play on words too because yeah. we're like making rap music but like like the way that darren describes it is it's almost like like indigenous trap in a sense where we're not trapping like like they do in the streets we're not selling drugs yeah. but uh we're kind of like you know like selling dreams yeah. <laughs> to be less cliche or but you know but yeah we're uh we're 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 uh, just letting people know where we come from
0: and definitely a powerful album for that. So as we touched upon, the indigenous issues is something you address a lot within your music. And we know here in Canada, sometimes people forget, especially what's going on in the States, people say, okay, Canada is the less racist neighbor. Yeah. We're not the less racist, I guess it's up to debate. Uh, racism exists here. Oh, and yeah. I think it's a good <laughs> reminder for that. And you quite often even hear that they throw out the term reconciliation, but but it almost seems to be empty when it looks like you look at the yeah. actions that are actually happening.
1: Yeah, facts. And like, I mean, just for example, like you can see what's going on out in Nova Scotia and MicMac right now, yeah. you know, like yeah. RCMP ain't doing a damn thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, we see both sides. I'm like, what's, what do you mean you see both sides? You know, like if that was like say indigenous people doing something like that, there'll be charges out the ass and like jail cells will be full without hesitation. So like you see people that can go through that that have been doing that and like vandalizing property and fishing gear and right down to somebody's van. You know what I mean? And nothing, but you get one of, you get like a land protector who's just peacefully protesting. Get thrown in jail you know what i mean and like that's why it's like it could be triggering for some when people say like oh systemic racism doesn't exist or oppression doesn't exist racism doesn't exist you know like because most people that say that is when it doesn't affect them Yeah. when whoever gets elected as prime minister or president it doesn't affect them yeah you know so
2: yeah, just to add on to what Dee said too, you know, like um, he said that uh, like, they're talking about how it doesn't exist and, either, and people, people are talking about like, almost like, uh, yeah. And sorry, I just lost my train of thought. But what, what I was gonna say was um, uh, people, people are talking about how like native, native, the native, native people over on the East Coast, the things that's going on with them, uh, they're talking about, oh, no, like, these people have a right to be pissed. Like, there's, like, and when I was out there, there was, like, talking about how there's not racism. There's It's, yes. like, a good place to live. It's good for natives. But the thing is, is, like, the racism's always been there. It's just being exposed right now because yeah, right. people's livelihoods are being affected when they're yeah. really not because look at what's been going on to us for since, like, contact, since, yeah. since, since the state of Canada, like, uh, came to existence we've been oppressed, and now they get like uh you know like a couple months of um being told what to do and being told what they can't do, and they're feeling the pressure and they're blaming putting it on us because we're able to practice our practice our um our culture and like and or sorry and and fish off our lands yeah when they can't they're feeling that, but they don't understand that that's been happening to us for since since contact you know and that's kind of just annoying to me to see how that's all going down like racism just being exposed on that side of the country yeah
5: Yeah.
1: and like exactly i was just gonna say to add on to that about the racism getting exposed it's like people now have the presence of mind if they're experiencing something like Mm -hmm. that to pull out their phone and record it because that never happened before so because there wasn't there was no physical evidence a lot of people just kind of turn their cheek and turn their head the other way but now it's like you can't do that anymore because it's right there and then like if you do that just like what q said the racism gets exposed you get exposed for you know your true colors okay to sum that all up like with everything that's been going on this year like revolutionary
0: times your true colors get exposed you know what i mean i think that's even a big thing with social movements right now that like you mentioned like the camera phones like basically it's everyone can be a journalist now yeah Expose things that maybe the mainstream media doesn't report
2: exactly that's i was just gonna say like you know this this is the stuff that's been happening for years and years and years since i was a kid and uh, mainstream media would never cover it but with social media and like Darren said it's as simple as pulling out your phone and recording and then getting and then hitting like you know a million views and like people start to see and people start to share and like people take notice so now like even for what's going on over there I don't even think that that stuff would be covered on on mainstream media if we never forced it yeah but it's being forced it's being forced right now so yeah I think like yeah, I think it's just, I think everything's just being exposed for what it is. And um, yeah, especially with, with what's going on in the States and like the, the state that we're in, where everyone's home, no one's out uh, doing anything through like COVID and all that. Yeah. Uh, I think people are just starting to take notice and we're being forced to like deal with this.
0: Yeah. I know these are issues you definitely address in your music. Like even our conversation right now, maybe you think of the track off, average savage, like KKKK Canada.
3: Three K's in America And KK Kanata That's Trump don't When I'm True Color Show I'm just clearing the smoke in the air That ain't nothing new though Isn't that true though If I rock a Caucasian tea You would feel a little bit of that right? Thought so Are we the land of the free? Or the land of the imprisoned? Low key I guess it comes down to your POV Let's just agree to disagree That all lives matter All lives matter yeah. Until we cut out the bullshit, there'll always be three Ks and Cookin'
2: Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that was around. We started writing that uh, around the time when. Uh, remember when all that? I, th- I think I think it was like, uh, Carolina or something like that. When all those like protesters were with Tiki torches, and and then that that girl got killed in the streets. Um, I think that was like right when. Was that when Trump got elected?
1: It was like a year after.
2: A year after. And uh, that girl got killed and it was this like this this white supremacist group that was like uh, protesting and Trump just he kind of just like like kind of like brushed it off, excused yeah. it. And that's what kind of triggered that song. And it was just letting like the world know that, you know, for us like KK Canada, like we're letting them know that we're not much different over here um and like we said it's just been exposed now and a lot of people they don't understand that they have racist tendencies that they need to unlearn from uh since like they grew up in this in this in this country and they learned from even even their parents and you know like like we all have tendencies that we need to unlearn we all have things that we've learned that we need to unlearn and a lot of people don't even know that they're racist until until um until they get hit with something that makes the makes it come out of them you know and i and i feel like that's like it is what it is there's nothing wrong with unlearning things and people got to like take that seriously and just like like Mm -hmm. just like evaluate themselves and look themselves in the mirror and, and like be okay with that with unlearning like things that they've picked up over the years and i feel like like the average the average savage like uh What what we did expose on The Average Savage was like a lot of like Disney shows and like Looney Tunes and all these cartoons that even for us as kids, like, like, you know, like, like, for example, Pocahontas and all the skits on there. Uh, It's the savages, 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 barely even human. These are shows that like kids were watching and, you know, like it's getting ingrained in their minds and they don't even know it. Yeah. That those are like racist tendencies that they're learning. From, from like kids' shows that we need to unlearn. But until we talk about it, it's not gonna happen.
0: Mm-hmm. I think you guys definitely provide important voices to those discussions. So I know quite often I talk to, it might be different for you because of the type of music you make. Quite often when people make political music, sometimes there's backlash from speaking out. Is that about an issue that you guys have faced?
2: Um, no, not really. Not not like obviously we've uh, heard stuff from like certain like groups of people, but uh, as a majority of like our listeners, like it's mostly like positive. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like for us, there's like backlash from our, from different communities or whatever being like, "That's not your music. Like you can't do this." Blah, blah, blah. Just like kind of like haters, you know? Yeah. It doesn't like that kind of stuff doesn't really affect us because of the people that we do. Help with our music—that yeah. means a lot more. And there, there are a lot of people that are like, that uh, don't appreciate the music we make. But that doesn't mean that uh, we shouldn't be doing it. So, like for us, like with the amount of people that listen to our music and the amount of people that we do help with, uh, like learning or like, like being proud of themselves—that's like that's kind of what our music is for. It's to like empower our people. That's why we do it. So, like you know, all that other stuff it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm.
0: So there's another project I wanted to mention, too, because this is one of my favorite projects of the year. There was an album put out by David Strickland, The Spirit of Hip Hop. Mm. David Strickland, along with Michael Fresh West, were actually the first two guests on the podcast. I know you appeared on that album on the track Enemies. So what was it like working with David Strickland?
1: It was cool, man. (laughs) (laughs) He's like OG, like OG. The OG is OG, you know? like. You know he's just done so much throughout his like just an amazing career, and you know me personally like I'm a huge Drake fan, right? it's yeah. the, just knowing that he had that history with him, like he invited us over to his house to record that song. Okay. And then as you just look around the room, it's just like like plaques. A, <laughs> I my my I remember being there, and, like my jaw just dropped, like wow. <laughs> like yo this is crazy and he's telling us stories about working with Redman and showing them pro tools and like just working with all these legends I was just like this is an incredible moment to be in and so like we recorded it uh, I don't know about I don't know about Q but I had some nerves cuz like it's, it's fucking David Strickland you know <laughs> like, so but no it was cool man and like he was just super open to it to our ideas and he told us you know, what his album was going to be and how he wanted us to be a part of it. And then he actually, <laughs> I remember him saying, like, before we pulled the records, like, yeah, you boys, you boys are going to bring me out of retirement for rapping. Like, I even got a verse on this song. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Let's do this then. But yeah, man, it was cool. Like, we actually had a, like, a long studio day that day, too. Like, we were recording, we were still recording line And we were in the studio for, like, nine hours and then like as soon as we're leaving the stew one of our boys hit us up it's like yo come to Strickland's house let's record and I know, I know for me I'm like man we just spent nine hours recording <laughs> fuck it was like okay whatever so we went there and yeah man slowly but surely it all came along
2: yeah and Strickland's like he's been like a he's been kind of like a friend of ours for a few years too like since then and like you know every time we come to the city he always hits us up tries to get us through his house and like obviously you know like we're doing all right for ourselves and yeah. and kind of like just what you said earlier you know like um uh natives support natives especially yeah. in the arts, scene especially in the music scene so that that's kind of what that is it's just like a mutual respect for one another yeah and uh if we're in in the city with like any other nat- native artists, like the last time we we're in the city was um we're in the city with him uh, Jesus was there, and they both hit us up. We're like, oh, yo, let's roll for the studio. And that's where, where they're where they at. The summit's coming out tonight, that's where that started. It started in the studio in Toronto with David Sturkine and Jesus, and we're just kicking it.
0: Cool. I think that's one of the reasons why that album works, that, I mean, one, he did feature a lot of Indigenous artists. We even talked about, you guys mentioned before, how there's some that think, okay, hip-hop's not your music to make. A part of why that album's works is it kind of makes the link between native cultural and hip-hop music and draws the similarities.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's like um, so I think he had a who do you have? I think it was on the intro with, yeah, Ernie Yeah, like Pl- Ernie yeah.
0: yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: yeah and like, you know, he's OG too. You know what I mean? And uh, our boys from Mob Bounce told us one of his analogies that he had for it and it's like three, there's like a big reason why you know indigenous especially indigenous youth gravitate towards hip-hop
5: hip-hop to me is essentially native culture, native culture. culture. in the 21st century technological sense the dj is the drum 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 the MC is the storyteller. 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 The B-boy is the dancer. The, dancer. the dancer. the aerosol artist or the graffiti artist is the sandpainter.
1: It's because like they kind of go hand in hand. Even though people say like it, they're totally different, they're really not. Because you got, okay, so you look at the elements of hip-hop. You got the MC, right? Well, in indigenous culture, we have the storyteller hip hop, you have the DJ. Well, we have our drummers, you know, hip hop, you got the B boys and the B girls. Well, we got our power planters. you know, hip hop has the graffiti. And then we have our carvers, we have our painters, we have our jewelers, you know? So like, they're really like, even if like they're not connected, they're parallel. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I know like so many kids, like when we were growing up, we all just loved hip hop. And then even today, like all the youth that when we go back home and listen to it, you know show me some music that you're playing, it's just nothing but hip hop, you know yeah and yeah, it's just like even like at the time when we didn't even know it, yeah. it was like subconsciously like connected
2: yeah and i and I think I heard a I know Strickland told me this, but I think I heard a I seen an Ernie quote on a on a like a YouTube video I was watching or something like that. And obviously he was there like when hip hop, like in the beginning, in the early yeah. stages, right? In, in New York. And like, I, like I've like i heard from other artists, or sorry, uh, Ernie and uh, David, that like there was a lot of native people there that were doing it as well, you know, that were there for the birth of hip hop. Yeah. So like, that's like, you know, like a lot of people don't know that, but um, obviously those guys do because they were there. <laughs> Yeah.
0: But yeah. So we already touched upon some of your musical influences, but who are some of your other musical influences?
1: I Um, mean the list is (laughs) way too big. We'll be here for another hour if we were to talk about all our influences. You know, but you know, we have our favorites from every decade you know from the 90s we have the group that we grew up on and in the 2000s we have our go-tos in high school even like right back to the last decade the 2010s like we have those certain artists that just stood out to us yeah and that's my short way of putting it but you know uh when it comes to being influenced it's really it depends when you ask us
0: yeah
1: and and where we're at in our life you know and like this, yeah exactly and uh i know for us like we're big earth gang fans oh, okay yeah under j cole's dreamville label like almost everybody on dreamville really they like their sound is just so different but yeah. you know as much as we love the like, the 2000s yeah. hip-hop and last decade's hip-hop like we over time we've been learning how to keep an open mind yeah the new music that's coming out
0: yeah
1: you know because like because they say like hip-hop's like a young man's game when really when really it's not it is and it isn't you know and yeah it's just keeping an open mind and be like okay what's why does why is this record so big yeah why did he say this line at this particular time or why did he do this thing with his melody and his voice and kind of really break it down Yeah and yeah man it's just evolve or (laughs) evaporate for us really
2: yeah i feel like even more than like even more than uh learning to like like would you say do you like kind of like appreciate it or uh learn to uh, like just like listen to it and like yeah i think it's more like learning to love it you know like love hip-hop for what it is and it's like a forever changing genre you know it's never it's never going to sound the same and like you know like five years from now it might sound different than it does today and for me um like i've learned to like love like the the new artists coming out like i like lately i've been listening to a lot of a lot of young thug Uzi Vert, mm-hmm. obviously passed away rappers like um um uh remember I just went blank like oh like xxx tentacion and you know like just artists that are coming up like that because they come with a different sound, you know, like, and this is like the new generation of rap that's coming in. And that's kind of like what influences me. Like, like what inspires me is like how much it changes and how much like, uh, no matter how much it changes, people will accept it, you know? And that's kind of like for us too, you know, like we weren't the same people five years ago. So, and you know, like people still gravitate towards us. So why not, why not appreciate change for what it is? And I feel like hip hop is like changing for the better, in my opinion. And a lot of people don't believe
4: that. But...
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, to add on to that, it's like he kind of said it too, but like how hip hop is just continuously changing and evolving. Yeah. And say like if hip hop sounded the way it did, like when it started or in the 80s or in the 90s, then you'd really have nothing to look forward to. No. Because everything and everybody would sound the same. Yeah, need that and, progress. Yeah, yeah, and like that so, to see, yeah, to see the evolution of hip hop, is just amazing. Cause like it started off with people saying like, "Oh, this is a fad. It's gonna, it's gonna be like disco. It's gonna die out." But here we are today. It's the number one genre in the world. Yeah. And yep. you guys yeah.
0: definitely play your
1: part in that too.
0: So. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So as mentioned, we you guys all working on a new album, so. I understand you plan on releasing it sometime in 2021. Can you give us any other details about what you're planning with the album? Yeah, I mean, like,
2: I guess Darren could talk to it. Like, he started producing, and uh, we, we actually had this concept album uh, that we were working on for the last year and a bit. And it was, it's funny with everything we're going through right now. The album was, like, a post-apocalyptic feel okay. with uh, kind of, like, kind of like lots of synths, like a sci-fi feel, but also at the same time, like an EDM, like fast-paced feel, and like kind of like lots of switch-ups. Um, but the concept behind the album that we, 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 we put it on the back burner for now, but the concept behind the album was um, going through an apocalypse, like the end of the world type shit. And Indigenous people and people that gravitated towards them and like respected them for what they were, would be the survivors because the indigenous people know how to navigate these lands yeah. and everyone everyone else would just drift off like into the afterlife or whatever you know and um we put that it's funny because especially with what we're going through right now it's kind of like a we're in like living in a different different world you know it's like and who knows if it'll ever go back to normal but that since all this shit started going down you know like me and darren said we've been going through a, Going through ours, you know, this is supposed to be our year. Yeah. So we we had a Mar- big American tour, you know, like um, we're we're known enough to to sell out shows across the country, stuff like that. And you know, when all this stuff went down, uh, that put that on the back burner, it Kind of it hit us in a weird way, and we went into like a like a weird mindset. So lately, we've been kind of just uh, kind of like just writing from the heart, yeah. and we we got onto a new concept album. It's more of like a personal a personal thing than, than, than having like something so like heavy. So we're kind of, we're kind of just like kind of writing for ourselves lately and kind of like what uh, Snotty Nose Res Kids one was, and we're just kind of just like using it as a healing tool and just, but at the same time, you know, given that Snotty Nose sound and given a given like, like we're going to give a really good album.
1: And yeah, you know, like over the last two years, we, you know, I've been learning how to produce. And like I've always had a certain vision for a certain sound. And yeah, it's like it's just like us taking it back to basics, like what Q said, which is having like writing for us because our last two were just so politically charged.
0: Yeah.
1: And we felt like we had to be a voice. Yeah. For them and like like a vessel to talk to. And you know, it's Like, you know, sometimes like when you focus on everybody else and helping, trying to help everybody else, you kind of forget about yourself. Yeah, it's just kind of what happened with us. And so like with this one, we're just, we're going back to basics, really. Yeah. Like instead of paying money for a studio that we have to book in weeks or months in advance, now we're able to invest in our own and build our own. And so like, we're going back to the basics with like Average Savage and the first album and we're like... We're just gonna do it from home you know we feel like we're more comfortable with each other we're more comfortable with recording we're more comfortable with writing and it's gonna be special man it's gonna hit different but it's still gonna be snrk that's
0: sure. the thing i think if you personally connected uh, songs and mm-hmm. the lyrics that's gonna make it even more powerful yeah. personal connection yeah definitely so before we conclude, is there anything else you want to go say?
2: Uh, yeah. Um, go check out the where they at music video. It's coming out uh, um, on the of thirtieth of October. So whether 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 you guys whether we're past that date or not, go make sure you guys go check it out. It's a, we just filmed it yesterday. It's a Really dope video.
1: Yeah. So the song itself drops tonight at midnight? No nine o'clock. But then yeah, the
0: visual like, he was talking about. Okay, so the video will be the 30th. Yeah. yeah okay, so Watch yeah. the video today and that was kind of cool as well.
2: <laughs> oh no, we got we got it we got another video coming out. Like we oh, okay, yeah, so yeah.
0: we're all official I know this was more of like a little visual. Like, yeah. yeah yeah. Okay, so something yeah. could be even more detailed.
2: Yeah, that that that's just for like that's for tonight. That video's coming out, but we okay. we filmed we filmed like a music video, music video, uh, yesterday. Okay. Uh, yeah, for for it. so like we Jesus came into town and uh, we rented out a house and just like like made a music video. <laughs> yeah. So
0: yeah, that'll be up. So make sure you guys go check that out. Of oh, course, that'll be something to look forward to. So yeah, yeah, the song and the visual I'll probably post on the website tomorrow. By yeah. Day. This is going to come out later so it'll yeah. be on the website for individuals yeah. to watch that and then on the 30th we can look forward to the official video yeah,
1: yeah it's, it's gonna be good and to add on to that for last words you know as we're going into the entering the second wave of this covid yeah. spread love not germs you can make it through 2020 you can make it through anything
0: <laughs> that's definitely a positive message. <laughs> Is there any social media we should be checking out
2: or anything or? Yeah. Snotty Knows, at Snotty Knows Res Kids on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. It's the Res Kids. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. On Twitter, it's at Res Kids. And what else you got, D? It's about it, eh? YouTube, yeah. YouTube, Snotty Knows Res Kids.
1: Okay. Pretty
0: simple.
1: Everything's the same except for Twitter.
0: Yeah. 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 So that's where they can find it in. Yep. So I encourage okay. everyone to check out your new music and your old music if they haven't listened to it yet. Yeah. And bread, yeah, yeah. love, not germs. That's a positive message <laughs> to stand on as well. So thanks again. I enjoyed our discussion. No, Thanks for having us, man. So this concludes episode 24 of the ongoing history of protest music. You can leave feedback at the contact page of the website, ongoinghistoryofprotestsongs.com. Or so you can DM me at triddle at Protest. I'd like to thank my special guest, the Snotty Nose Rez Kids. Make sure you check out the latest single, Where They are. with Razus. It was mentioned on the podcast that the official video was going to be posted on October 30th. That's been adjusted. The official video release will now be tomorrow. That'll be Tuesday, November 3rd. Of course, that's also Election Day in the United States. Most of my listeners and website visitors are from the United States, so I just like to mention that I'm thinking of you, and I love you guys. And whatever happens with the elections, it's my wish that you continue to look after yourselves and continue to look after each other. Do your best to stay healthy and safe. So to conclude, I'd like to play the song, Pops With Guns, All The Worse, It's Off Deep, 2020 EP by Snotty Nose Rez Kids, Born Deadly. So this song, not only is my favorite track off the EP, but it's a definite candidate for a protest song of the year. And it's definitely timely with the police brutality that's been going on both in the United States and Canada and all throughout the world. Once again, it's Cops With Guns. All the worse by the Snotty Nosed Res Kids. So thanks for listening and please stay safe.
4: Open a pit up. In your pit Don't fuck up my up. Don't fuck, fuck up my up. We fly like an alien Light up the stadium We bout to kill him. We bout to kill em. I cannot wait for you I cannot wait for Get you back to the scale back to the stretch. I feel incredible Call me incredible Slacking up for the winner huh?
5: The building, it's a powerhouse. We the new generation, we gon' keep it moving. Let's go. Put the Flag on its head, it's a revolution. Fuck 12, pull out your cameras. So we ain't dying day, we gon' handle this. Long the chief, we got stamina. Go. Don't fuck with my tribe or my savages. No. In the gut of the beast, we're notorious. Put it in the cold you think they put it? I serve and protect with a boot on my neck, with my face in the mud, I'm a warrior. <laughs>
4: We will not leave until they come for Since we don't want peace. One, two, three, four. Fuck,
5: shit. put the lights on the line like
4: war.
5: shit Fuck twelve, pulling up like can, 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 can. What? Shit Got fire on my eyes like war. One, two,
3: three, four. Fuck twelve with the cats like <laughs> can, 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 can. Who's that creeping in my rear view? I can tell you one time, I don't give a fuck. What? because four. 'Cause I'm close to the edge. Come and see the view. Everybody seven, Gigi's pushing up a Gigi, that's dangerous. <laughs> Trump's back with us, fight the power. I'm on my run, DMC shit. <laughs> Yo, mama raised a rage up, and my granny prayer up. <laughs> I was made for this shit. <laughs> Who's that creeping in my rear view? Goddamn one time, shit, I feel like Ice Cube. Y'all can walk a mile in my moccasin boots. I'm marching in and tell the truth. I only you created my mama dukes. Bless the child, I can lead the way. Cause around my way, there's no church on Sunday. Every day I pray until my dying days. The like one thing will never change. I'm brave to the grave Fuck!
5: Shit. Put the lights on the line like one